Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Old Masters Podcast. I'm Liam. And I'm Lizzie. I hope you enjoy listening to today's episode. Chantelle Edwards Leonard is an internationally experienced marketing executive who now serves as a lecturer of marketing at University of Michigan's Ross School of Business and as an independent director on several public company boards. Prior to joining Ross, Ms. Leonard was the chief marketing officer for Ford Motor Company's U.S. operations, with overall responsibility for all aspects of Ford's U.S. marketing strategy and execution, including brand development, consumer and market insight, product positioning, pricing, marketing communications, and retail promotions. Ms. Leonard held a number of key marketing positions during her 25 years with Ford, including serving as Vice President of Marketing for Ford's Asia-Pacific and Africa region, based in Shanghai, China. While in APA, Ms. Leonard oversaw the launch of many new vehicles across 11 diverse markets, including South Africa, India, China, ASEAN, and Australia. In addition to marketing, Leonard also held leadership positions with Ford in sales, strategy, finance, and purchasing, and spent a great deal of time working with the product development organization. Her cross-functional experiences made her particularly effective at understanding the enterprise-wide implications of decisions and opportunities, and at building consensus across functions. Ms. Leonard is also an experienced public company board director. She presently serves on the boards of TTM Technologies, LSI Industries, UniSelect Incorporated, and Charge Enterprises. Her past board service includes six years as a board director for DFCU Financial and four years on the board of the Association of National Advertisers. During her career, Leonard received new awards, including being selected as one of the 100 leading women in the automotive industry by Automotive News and receiving the Outstanding Industrial Engineering Alumni Award from Purdue University. She also received an FE Gold Award for the Innovative Fiesta Movement Marketing Initiative and was recognized as a rising star by Automotive News and a Women to Watch by Ad Age and Brand Innovators. Since joining the Ross School at University of Michigan, Ms. Leonard has taught marketing strategy in the executive weekend and full-time MBA programs. She was selected by executive MBA and weekend MBA classes to receive NERI Award for Teaching Excellence in 2023 and 2021, respectively. Leonard graduated from Purdue University with a bachelor's degree in industrial engineering and a master of business administration degree from Harvard University, both with highest distinction. Miss Leonard enjoys reading, fitness activities, and spending time with her husband and two daughters. She is passionate about developing future leaders and is energized by using her experience to help others learn and Let us welcome Chantelle Leonard. Chantelle, it's so great to have you here. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Of course. Well, we're going to start today with our rapid fire questions. Uh, this is the portion of our podcast where we ask you some questions so the audience can get to know you a little bit better. Are you ready? Ready. All right, let's get started. Where do you call home right now? Northville, Michigan. Where did you grow up? Near Dayton, Ohio, West Carrollton, to be specific. What did you study at Purdue? Industrial engineering. Why did you choose Purdue? It has a strong reputation of Purdue in engineering, and I had an older sister that went there too. She was a senior when I was a freshman, so she mm -hmm. she paved the path. Of course. Well, who was your favorite professor, or what was your most influential class? Probably the most influential class was, well, two. 
my freshman engineering class in which they introduced you to all the different types of engineering because I started in aeronautical and I switched to industrial because mm -hmm. I didn't know what industrial was. So that affected my life. And second mm -hmm. was there was a women in engineering seminar also for freshmen and they brought in women who had graduated from Purdue and they talked about their careers and one gone to Harvard and gotten an MBA. And then she became a very successful executive. And I thought, wow, I never even thought I could do something like that. And mm -hmm. if she did it, then maybe I could. And so that certainly had an impact as well. Awesome. That's really impactful. Well, what is your favorite Purdue tradition? I would say football. I'm a big college football fan. <laughs> I love going to football games. And I was a what was called Acres Angels because our football coach was Fred Acres at the time. And they were the recruiting hostesses for bringing in when recruits came on campus, uh, we showed them around and, you know, talked about the school and I got the the recruits who were interested in engineering. So, um, so I got to mm. talk to them a little bit about academics as well as then go to the football games with them and their parents. That's really cool. I didn't know that we had stuff like that. That's awesome. I don't know what it's called now or if it still exists. But. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, well, what is something that people might not know about you that you're proud of? Probably my my two girls that uh, I have two daughters. They're both in college now. And I'm proud of the, they were able to grow up in a global environment. We lived in China for a few years and we traveled all over Asia. And they did that when they were young. And I think that gave them a great perspective um, on things. And, and my youngest now, she speaks Mandarin fluently, which is awesome. Uh, but, you know, I think that our, my husband and I, our ability to raise um, good humans throughout all of our travels and um, working a lot of hours is something that we're both very proud of. That's awesome. Having that global perspective is super valuable. And you worked at the University of Michigan, but you did your undergrad at Purdue. So who do you cheer for during a Michigan-Purdue game? Oh, absolutely, Purdue. In fact, I'm going this year. It's at Michigan. And I got to tell you, we close almost every class or meeting at Michigan with Go Blue and I stay silent. I just can't say it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. That's loyalty. We love to see it, of course. <laughs> awesome. Well, we learned that you enjoy reading. Do you have a favorite book? So, you know, I'm, I'm most, um, I read for fun. So, you know, I, throughout my career, I always had to read a lot for meetings every day, probably read 600, 800 pages a night to prepare for meetings the next day. And mm -hmm. um, so when I read, for, I read for fun. And um, <laughs> so I'm a voracious reader and I probably go through a book every three days or so. And I know it's old fashioned, but I get my books from the library because nice. if I'm going to read that fast, I don't want to keep them. So I turn them back in. But yeah, big fan. Well, for our final question, uh, you have received many awards in your extensive career. Which one was the most meaningful to you or maybe the one that shocked you the most? I would say most meaningful was um, being recognized as one of the top 100 women in automotive. As you probably can imagine, it's a very male-dominated field. The other women that were part of that were incredible. And to just be part of that group was, and it's good to see how, their careers continue to evolve. And um, so it's really special. Of course. Um, it's really awesome to hear about such a like crazy fruitful career path, especially being a marketing major myself. So speaking of that, I would like to ask, how did Purdue prepare you for such a successful career? Well, I think two things from the engineering perspective in particular, I think engineering teaches you how to think 
in a very kind of logical way, using data um, to reach conclusions. And that has helped me in every role. And I'm sure that's not just engineering, but that was my experience of that way of thinking and being curious and um, finding solutions to things. But the other piece I think that Purdue, because it's such a big university with so many different opportunities, I was involved in a lot of activities. And I always found when I was busier, I did better in school and just managed my time better and all those things, right? And if I was less busy, sometimes I was maybe lazy, I don't know, but I backed off on some of those things. And that was true for my career as well. Um, it, you have to juggle a lot of things. And I had experience with that being able to manage a lot of things, home, you know, work, um, you know, personal things going on, whether it's parents, other things that you need to manage. Um, being part of a big university with a lot of opportunities helps you know how to do that as well. I love that. I think that's very relatable. The busier, you know, makes you focus more because I'm definitely someone that's like that. So it's nice to hear that it's a relatable thing um, still in the career field. Liam, I hope that you're getting deeply immersed in data and analytics, because that's one thing that I think people, <laughs> uh, people come into marketing some thinking it's fluff right? It's about advertising and making viral videos and how fun, which there is some of that. And there is a role for people who are very creative, but you also then need to know how to apply that and how to use the data to determine how it will be most effective. And then to use it, to sell it into the company, to get approval for the actions you want to take. So my advice is Take those data analytics classes. You're going to use them. Data and numbers is becoming more and more a part of marketing every day. I just had a job interview yesterday for a marketing development program, and almost half of the questions were all like, when have you used data in the past to make decisions? Like, what what experience do you have in data and consumer analytics? Yeah, all this like it's very, very data driven, very data related, especially when you get up to those higher corporate levels. Yeah. Uh, so I also highly recommend taking those <laughs> classes and taking them early. So when you're in internships and jobs, you know exactly what you're talking about because it it is it gets pretty rough out here. <laughs> Great advice. <laughs> of course. Well. As someone who's gone through the Purdue Engineering program, what is some advice you'd give to a freshman just starting out in first year engineering or and or a senior that is about to graduate and go into the career field? Well, for freshmen, I guess the first thing is stick with it. <laughs> Especially at the beginning, it can seem overwhelming. I would encourage you to explore all the alternatives. As I mentioned, I started out in aeronautical engineering um, and by the way, I'm still pursuing, I'm pursuing a pilot's license right now. That's a whole different story. Just to scratch that itch of my aeronautical engineering. But I switched to industrial. And so I do encourage you to figure out um, or learn more about all the different types of engineering that exist. I will also tell you that classes get more interesting as you go along and um, build your support network. People that also are in engineering that you'll be able to talk about classes and you know work through hard things together. I think that's really important to know that you're not the only one who's who thinks physics is the worst class ever. There are others who agree with you. So as a senior, I would say as you graduate, think about everything as a learning opportunity. And 
things may not turn out how you hope. They may, and it may be great. But in the first job you're in, whether it's a good boss or a bad boss, it's a great learning experience. Whether it's a good job or a bad job, you know, take the time to assess what was good or bad about it, and it will make you a better leader going forward. I, mean, I probably learned the most from some bosses who were absolutely awful to work for, but I learned exactly what I didn't want to do and how it impacted people. So that's my advice. Everything's a learning opportunity. Take it as that. That's some great advice. I think it also extends to more than just engineers, right? It extends to almost every person going to the workforce. So I think that's a great piece of advice. Um, But in your undergrad, you got a degree in engineering and then transitioned into your MBA. We kind of talked about this before. How did both degrees shape your career and what caused the shift in your career path? I think you already touched on. So as I mentioned, my I wanted to pursue an MBA to broaden my business knowledge. Um, I think I took one or two business classes when I was an undergrad. I took accounting, like basic accounting and a couple other economics classes, but I wanted to be able to understand the whole picture of basically how the company makes money so that I would better understand whatever role I was in, how I could contribute to that. And I think it also, as you move up in a company, so much of your job is about gaining support for an idea, a recommendation, a plan, and being able to understand the role of the other people around the table and their functions. And how what you're recommending can help them and the bigger business was really important. So I think that broader background helped me a lot. Now with the MBA though, I, as I said, I ended up coming back to automotive, but I considered other technical type companies, aerospace, some others, because I think with the engineering and MBA combination, it makes a great, a great combination to go to work in a technical company. Because you're comfortable with the conversations about the technology, the products, comfortable with the engineers. I mean, anytime I talk to the engineers within Ford, as soon as I would tell them, if I told them I went to Purdue in engineering right away, they're like, oh, wow, well, that gives you credibility, right? That you're not a fluffy marketing person. You actually are really smart. And so, uh, you know, I think there's some instant credibility associated with that that I benefited from. Of course, love to see the Purdue name always being thrown around with all the smartness. I love it. (laughs) People at Ford, they're so smart and so passionate about what they do. And in all different functions, engineers, finance, marketing, really great, great people that I still stay in touch with and I learned a lot from. So I think when you're looking for where you want to work, the people fit is so important. Are these people that you're going to enjoy spending time with and that you feel like you can learn from? So I think that's important. But putting that aside, I also got a chance to do just some really cool, fun things. And working for a big company, um, I got to do things like I rang the opening bell at the New York Stock Exchange. I sat in the owner's box at a Dallas Cowboys football game with Jerry Jones because Ford has a relationship with with him. I've had dinner or breakfast with three different presidents of the United States. I do test drives on test tracks that were awesome. I got to wave the starting flag at a NASCAR race. So those are kind of the cool like things that just, I would never have had that opportunity. I never would have thought I would when I was growing up in little old West Carrollton, Ohio, or to live overseas or do the travel that I got to do all over the world. So I think that's been, when I look back, again, when I was 
18 in West Carrollton, Ohio, I never would have dreamed I could have done those things. And it's been awesome. And I'm so fortunate to have had those opportunities. That is um, absolutely incredible experiences. I've heard this before, just from a lot of different people, but would you recommend uh, graduating from college, your first job being at one of those bigger, larger corporations, a more well-known company? So that's a great question. And I don't think there's one right answer. Um, at a big company, they tend to have more formal structure processes that you can learn from that they will teach you ways to do things. So if you're in marketing, how to put together a brand plan. Um, if you're in engineering, the steps they go through to develop a product. Whereas a smaller company, it's probably not as formal. For some people, that's great. Um, they want more flexibility. For others, they want the formality of learning and then they can take that to a smaller company later. Now, the flip side though of that I'll say is a big company, especially when you're starting out, you're a really small fish in a really big pond and it's easy to feel lost. Whereas in a smaller company, you may feel more recognized, um, at least from the start. Keeping on the advice track, um, what is some advice you have for women going into male-dominated fields? I know you mentioned that earlier, um, and especially when their goal is to rise in the ranks of the company and be a leader. Yeah. So first of all, particularly if you're a Purdue engineer and female, first of all, you're used to it. So you're used to being among a more heavily male-dominated classroom. I can remember there was at least one class I had at Purdue where I was the only girl in the class. I don't think I ever even noticed that though. So I think that's one thing it sets you up for. It's not a big deal. And so when I went to Ford as well as to Harvard, Harvard also still male dominated. I didn't think it was that unusual. So I never felt like I was out of place. A couple pieces of advice. One, first of all, know that you belong. So you belong there as much as anybody else. And so speak up, make sure that your voice is heard. Don't ever feel like you have to sit back. Uh, I do think that there's pros and cons of being a woman. I always took it as a positive in male environment that I was more visible, especially in a big company. I, um, again, oftentimes the only woman in the room, especially as I got higher in my roles. And that gives you more visibility. Either you're going to be remembered as the person who said something really smart or the person who said something really dumb. So choose how you're going to take advantage of that. I was always very prepared. Maybe that's not fair, but I do think women need to be overprepared for meetings to ensure that they do shine when they're called upon. Always have a point of view, be ready with a point of view when you're called on um, or to initiate it in a conversation. And then my last piece is also have a sense of humor. And I think that's true in so many things, whether you're a woman um, or you're in a strange culture, like when I lived overseas, people usually don't do things to offend you on purpose. They don't know. So have a sense of humor. and. I think that really helps that people feel like they can be comfortable around you. I mean, sure, there were lots of things that happened to me over my career at Ford that were odd, but being able to laugh about it, you, you just can't take things too personally. Awesome. Understandable, of course. That's some great advice. And uh, finally, for our last question, we've spoken about moving from engineering to marketing to business. Is there any way you could speak about what you've learned on the board 
uh, in a technology field and a tech-based company. And how has Purdue, how has your Purdue experience shaped your position on that board? Sure. So I think the board you're referring to is a company called TTM Technologies. They make um, printed circuit boards that go into automotive, medical, aerospace applications, but they also do radar and surveillance equipment for defense. So it's a fascinating business. And, you know, I, I know a little, of course, I know about the automotive industry, but all those others I just mentioned were new to me. That's the first part of being on a board is you have to be comfortable with not being an expert <laughs> in the particular field. But coming from Purdue and the technology background, I think it taught me the importance of investing in R&D and technology advances, both for process and product. That's so important to a company like that to remain a leader. It also taught me about quality, reliability. If you are putting equipment into fighter jets or helicopters, they better not fail, right? But that's also, it's also true in automotive when you're putting into vehicles that people drive and trust, but in the defense applications, it's a whole nother level. Also efficiency is something that's so key to an industrial engineer. Part of what industrial engineering is about is using the least amount of resources, whether it's time, money, people to deliver um, a product. And that's basically what every business is striving to do is to become more efficient, become more profitable. And I just love being part of that manufacturing environment. So I'll bring this back with the last piece is then that overall comfort with technology and um, not being overwhelmed by it. I don't have to be the expert in printed circuit boards, and I certainly couldn't design one, but I'm comfortable with the conversations that the engineers have with us and the issues that they raise that I can ask somewhat intelligent questions um, and dive a little bit deeper into what are their challenges and how can we help. That was great. So that was our last question. Um, so I'll close us out. But thank you so much for taking your time uh, to be with us today. It was so great meeting you. It was so great um, learning from you. And thank you for sharing your insights and knowledge with us. Happy to be here. And I'm really looking forward to being on campus this fall for the Old Masters program. You've been listening to season two of the Old Masters podcast, where we hear words of wisdom from past Boilermakers who have made great strides in their fields. Connect with the 2023 Old Masters class by attending this year's Evening with the Old Masters on Monday, November 6th at 5.30 p.m. Special thanks to our Old Masters podcast guests, our Old Masters advisors, Juna Matsuda-Johnson and Margie Jones, our Old Masters prom promotional officers and podcast producers, Parcia Bahrami, Ali Boyle, Martha Hunter, and Vivian Schmall, and the 2023 Old Masters Central Committee.